0: The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by MikesArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit MikesArchery.com and get your gear now.
1: Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Mm Yeah. Welcome back. Episode one thirty seven. I know you are talking about me. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was trying to. I was trying to, to focus. I like to have a whole
0: conversation while nobody can hear us and just see like if one anybody cares that they can't hear what we're saying, and two like I, I wonder like, it can anybody try? Are they trying to figure out what we're saying? I, I said that was
2: a heck of a transition <sighs> for the intro, and then Ryer said you could just make it easy and make all one thing, and then I said but then that doesn't look as cool because you can't like DJ it.
1: I have thought about making it all one thing <laughs> I have just haven't gotten around to it in all my free time. Um, so we've got quite a few guys on the, um, YouTube live 42 pros. Um, Mr. Postwell is here. Devin's here. Winter productions, rough timber. Um, who else? Who am I missing?
0: I got 10 people on Jeremy, the Instagrams Jeremy too. Freeman.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, you know, hopefully, it. hopefully with this Wednesday, trying to do this every Wednesday at three, the best of our ability. Um, That'll open up some, uh, oh, that's such yours Open what? Your YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. I don't I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not receiving enough video. Yeah, I guess your computer just not being able to keep up and like your battery's not keeping up with the charge. So I hope your battery doesn't die halfway through this.
0: It probably, it might.
1: It's still at 5%. And that's where it was when I plugged it in. Let's just turn down some brightness here give this some more juice. <laughs> so we're running on fumes. We're running on fumes, guys. Um, I have la- Ryder's laptop running this um, live because I spilled a giant sweet tea on mine, if you weren't here in the beginning, and it won't come on now. So, you know, that whole time management thing we're going to talk about. So time management's kind of went down the drain today. Um, am I- but
0: because of time management, we, we figured out that your laptop – was screwed, and put the entire OBS system together, yeah. and got streaming within ten minutes of our intended and time. And you
1: added lights to this stream. So, I did. do you think this stream looks better than past ones? Or do you think it looks just as good? Just, just so you good. can hurt Ryer's feelings. Just as good. Just as good. Mm-mm. <laughs> it looks no different. Um,
0: Clay and Cl- Cl- I are going to do some work on it. I got an idea this for this. Is the first, I'm hearing of this. What are you going to do? I've always talked about this. What are
1: you going to do to that? LEDs. <laughs> okay.
0: I think just like one strip of LEDs there. Behind and then we it? can make it like whatever color we want. Behind it. No, I'm just up at the top rim there.
1: Why just the top rim? Why wouldn't you go all the way around?
0: Because it's for the. Oh, like a just to light to light this one color. I think, or we could get gels for those, maybe. I think you got
2: to stick it on the back side of the wood so it shoots down behind the wood versus up if it's on the top. I'll, I'll
1: let you all figure that out.
2: I don't want to have to figure it out. I, um, I think it looks great.
1: So, for this podcast, I told the guys on Monday we were going to talk about time management. M1 and
2: one Max, MacBook Pro. That's what the 42 Pro says.
1: Yeah, I know. That's I know that's what I
2: need to get. But awesome, thanks. We'll take three of them.
1: Yeah, send us three. Send them to 81 Crown Mountain Place, Alonaga, Georgia. Sweet, E200.
0: Don't try any funny business though. We're armed, <laughs> <laughs> um, and some of us are dangerous. Some I think, more. I think that's why Chuck, I think
1: that's why Chuck puts his address out there. He just wants somebody to show up <laughs> he so he open. can shoot at him. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever show up to Chuck Palmer's house ever. Be the last house you want to show up to. Um,
0: I think that's what he probably does at night. And don't because belie- he doesn't he, sleep. He probably just sits there looking out his window. Well, slide. and
1: don't believe like Mark. when you see him post on social media that he's gone because he. He likes to play some shadow games there too, so you don't ever know when he's home. You'll never know when he's gone. He does that on purpose. Um, he does a really good job. He says, I've I've called him a couple of times. Man, y'all killed him today. He's like that was three weeks ago, <laughs> and I was like, God, you're killing me, dude. Um, so yeah, so it, he'll bank some content in a minute. But anyway, uh, time management is something that I think we've all struggled with at times. I've definitely struggled with it um, in the past, especially when you get into Let's first talk about like when we're um, on the road. I think the time management hurts me the mo- most when I'm in the office. But um, on the road, it's kind of hard to – really the hardest time it is t- to keep up with how you're managing your time is in the early season because the days are so long and you have to film, you know, have to be up really early. You have to have all your stuff ready the night before, get up, you film all day, you don't get back till late. And then you're, everybody's in the bed and you're dumping footage and editing pictures and all that. So, you know, kind of the way that I've, I've went about this over the years that I can manage my time is I've just kind of created a system for myself of first thing I do when I get to a place is I create a space that's a charging station, dumping station, um, an area where my camera gear goes. That way things aren't in 15 different places. I think that is extremely important is to create an area as soon as you get somewhere that is your area that you can dedicate for your computer, your hard drives, your batteries, your chargers, everything's in that one area, and try and make it in as small of an area as you can. Usually, when we're on elk hunts and stuff, we're in really small areas anyway, so we kind of have to make it work. But um, knowing everything's in one spot, and you don't have to go searching or run up and down steps or run around a camp to find things, um, and then... The last thing, and we've talked about this before, all the important things that I don't want to forget, I put in my hat because I never leave without a hat. Um, So I would feel naked without a hat, so therefore I won't forget things that are, I won't forget my hat, so therefore I won't forget the things that are in the hat. So that's my first little tip is literally make that, first thing we do is we unpack, we make that set, we make that area. It takes us 20, 30 minutes, 20, 20 or 30 minutes to unpack and to create our dump station and our charging station that helps me tremendously. Agreed? Yes. Yeah, so that's the first thing everybody does. Um, And then, I mean, we've kind of got it down to an art now to where we can unpack in 20, 30 minutes and we can pack up and leave in 20 or 30 minutes when the hunt's over. Um, And we have way more stuff than anybody else. Um, But just staying organized, man, and, like, to, like, More than you think you should be organized. Um, I'm continually trying to fix my kit in in the way I travel and the way I do things to where they're more and more efficient. Um, Even to to the point to where now when I get on the plane, I carry one of those um, free-range American fanny packs, which I don't think they sell them. Um, They gave me one, but they, I mean, Kafaru sells the Rogan and all that stuff too, but uh, I literally have everything that I would need on the plane, like my AirPods, my wallet, passport, everything is in that. So I can quickly access it. And then everything in my backpack and in my laptop bag just gets put up because I don't need anything in it. Um, Wear that around my waist and it's quick and efficient. I can get in and out of the aisles. I'm all about efficiency. If I can get in and out as quickly as I can and I don't ever want some, my, my number one mantra, I don't want anyone waiting on me. My number one thing is I don't want anyone waiting on me. So if I can do a couple little things by this piece of gear, this piece of, you know, this backpack, this, you know, pouch, this, you know, organizational, you know, cable system or whatever. It makes me that much more efficient and that much more faster unpacking, and packing, and leaving, and getting on, on and off the plane, et cetera. Got any, uh, anything that y'all have noticed, like getting into camp and being on site that helps you save some time?
0: Um, <clears throat> Well, I guess if you, if we're going to go to just saving time, I mean, definitely having uh, like TSA pre-check and clear, Um, it hasn't saved my butt yet. Like I haven't been to the airport so late where if I would have had to go through normal security, I would have had issues. Uh, But definitely like you can save a good 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, going through a
2: TSA oh, pre-check or clear line. Did you say know with our that. credit cards, we get a free five years of pre-check?
1: No, I did not know that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm.
2: Pre-check,
0: either way, if you don't, if you travel enough to maybe want to be able to get through security faster, you can get pre-check. It's like, I don't know, $70, 80 and it lasts for five years. It's super 80. easy. 80, and then uh, clear is like a couple hundred, hundred, a year or something like that, which if you travel as much as us, I think it's worth it. If maybe you're just doing uh, trips here and there, maybe it's not so worth it, but... Uh.
1: Clear's is $179 a year, but usually if you can add friends or family for like 50 or $100, and then once it gets close to renewal, they'll usually give you a deal. But the thing is you need, if you fly out of a major airport, you need both of them. You don't need one or the other because they work together. Like in Atlanta, I was explaining that My parents are actually on a trip right now. And I was explaining to them, so TSA PreCheck, so some some people don't know what these are. If you fly out of a regional airport or a small airport, this might not make as much sense because they don't have these lines. They'll always have a TSA PreCheck line, but not necessarily a clear line. But if you fly out of Atlanta, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Chicago, Kansas City, Houston, D- Dallas-Fort Worth, Denver, any big, uh, any major airports, really. hub that usually has direct flights to other major hubs, you want TSA precheck and you want um, clear. Okay, so TSA precheck, TSA precheck is you fill out a form, you go to a, you usually can get to the airport like an hour early and do their little I went survey. To Staples. You went to Staples. There's locations you can do them. Doesn't take very long. Eighty bucks is good for five years. Once you go through the process, it takes like six weeks for them to give you your number. So they give you your number. And you input that into like your Delta app or you give it to them at the counter and they give you a ticket that says TSA pre-check on. It's just a little tiny little.
0: I think technically it's called a known traveler number. Known t- traveler number. So KTN.
1: what it is, is that allows you when you go through security, you get an o- your own line, which there's quite a few people in that line. Now there used to not be any, but it's way better than the general check in line, like in Atlanta. But the other two great things that it lets you do is it lets you leave leave your laptop in your bag, you don't have to remove it, and it lets you leave your shoes on. Well, those are two time savers right there. So worth it right there for one trip of, if you're running late, that saves you five minutes getting through security. Okay, so that's your TSA PreCheck line. And then if you just had clear and you did not have PreCheck, there's another line that you can go through and you go to the front of the line that escorts you in front of everybody else. But if you don't have TSA PreCheck, you still got to take your shoes off. You still got to take your laptop out. But in Atlanta, there is a dual line TSA pre-check and clear. So you go through that line. You skip in front of everybody. You don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take your laptop out of your bag. Worth every penny. You just skip in front of everybody. Busy. It's like, it, it's
0: like five, it, it only takes you as long to get through security as it takes you to walk there. Pretty much, and put your bag down. It's
1: not through. taking me longer than. <coughs> I've had a TSA pre check for probably five years, a TSA pre check and clear for five years, and it's probably taken me the longest it's ever taken me to get through security in Atlanta is like 15 minutes. And that's unheard of. You know, I've stood in before I had it all and I had to stand in the back of the line with everybody else. It was, you know, sometimes an hour, hour and a half, 45 minutes. And it's like, well, that, you know, that's 45 minutes of your life you can't get back. I could be, you know, tracking down that Chick fil A biscuit right now. Instead of uh you could be standing s- in this line,
0: could be sleeping until three forty-five, and, and instead of three,
1: yeah, exactly, yeah, getting some uh, that's getting some uh, extra time to sleep is always important. I mean, that's what I was kind of talking about when we were on the when we were on the those early season hunts. Is man, sleep is valuable, and anything that can buy you five more minutes of sleep is worth it, man. So TSA pre-check and um clear, you need them both. $200, 250 seems like a lot of money, but it you go through the airport two or three times with it, you'll never not have it again.
0: Uh, for early season tips and just tips in general, as far as being efficient and saving time uh, in the field is uh, the first thing I do whenever I get back to camp, um, unless we've got to film something when we just get back in for the evening Um is I go straight to the computer and start dumping stuff, because uh, dumping can take a long time uh, on a computer. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> well, we, did uh, but we it can it could take a long time, and so what I I always try to the first thing I do when I get back to camp, especially on early season hunts, is start dumping all my footage, and then as it's dumping, I'll go start, you know, taking apart my bag, pull, pulling the trash out, getting camera batteries plugged in, everything reset for the next day, um, shower, eat dinner, whatever it is. Um, but that way I have the computer working while I'm doing other stuff so that I can get all my cards dumped the first time faster and then I can just switch them all over to, the duplicate. to duplicate it and go to bed. So i don't have to sit there and babysit transfers after I've... Got my gear unpacked after I've eaten after I've showered after I like that's that's by the time you do all that now you got to dump cards you're gonna be sitting around for an hour when you could be sleeping
1: so something else that we did this year to increase to, to decrease the time it takes to dump is we all got solid state drives um, and that solid state drive is has been very valuable to the dumping process when you caught talking about footage because it dumps to that solid state drive four or five times faster.
2: Uh, well, mainly because of Lee and Tiff's, because we're filming it in four K. But you're look you were looking about a card an hour, fit for- dumping the four K to a laptop on just a regular external drive, and I think you can do an entire card in like fifteen or sixteen minutes. Yeah. Would you do the one day you- I remember you did? You did 16 gigs in like 22 seconds.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and then so what we're doing is we're dumping everything to that solid state, and once it's dumped to the solid state, we duplicate it to our regular hard drive, which is, um, I mean, definitely a lot slower. But once you get it dumped and it's just backing up, you don't have to babysit that. Once your cards are dumped, you have to babysit it, or you don't you have to babysit it as the cards are dumping. Um, and our lead stream is going. It's that's not keeping up.
0: Huh. Well, that's odd.
1: We continue on. Yeah, it's, it's, and your, your, com, your computers, it's now to 3%. It's eventually going to lose
0: it. Well, if we lose it on YouTube, we'll be on Instagram.
1: Yeah. So sorry. And we na- just, this time. whole day's
0: falling apart. It's, it's, it's been an interesting day.
1: Yeah, because the comments have stopped a long time ago. Like everybody was coming like crazy. And now they're gone. So whatever, anyway. So the next thing we want to talk about time management is, you know, I don't. I'm trying to think of like what some other things that I do. Like some of them, some of them are so subconscious because I've been doing this for so long to save time.
0: I you, do. <clears throat> I like to try to get as many things ready to pick up and leave with the night before.
1: Oh yeah, I do all of mine everything,
0: like, and that's that includes. I try to set out like the clothes I'm going to wear in the morning, um, put put the cards back in the cameras, uh, get all of the, like, I'll put GoPros and my DSLR and all the stuff back in my pack, um, any random other gear that I want in my pack, I put it in there. Um, like if I have a jacket that I'm not sure I'm going to wear, I'll strap it to the back of the pack. But basically minimizing however many things I have to round up, before I leave in the morning so that I don't have to, uh, one, be running around and waking up early to try to make sure I get all of my stuff off chargers and the cards out of the laptops and, you know, the gear packed back in my backpack. Um, And also it just helps when, if you've got all your stuff in one place, and because this happens, they're like, oh, we're going to leave at this time. And then 15 minutes before, the time that they said they're going to leave, everybody starts leaving. Well, okay, your stuff is already ready, so you can just drop whatever you're doing, grab your stuff, and go. Yeah. And they're not waiting on you. Well,
1: and half the time you want to always stay ready because you don't ever know when somebody's going to pick up and, you know, somebody shot one, we're going to help go help track. Or, you know, somebody shot one late, and we've got to go help recover it and then do a recovery, and then we'll be back late. Or, you know, first thing in the morning something happens, or whether, like, you just always want to have your stuff ready to go and, like, it should never take you longer than five minutes to get all your stuff and be out the door and be ready to go. Um, like I said, if your mantra is you never want someone waiting on you, they should never have to wait on you. Um, that's my mantra is no one should ever have to wait on me because I don't want to wait on you, um, whoever you are. I don't want to wait <laughs> on you, so I don't want you to have to wait on me. You know, It's that golden rule of what um, do unto others as you have them do unto you. Some people have no respect for other people's time. I I have a lot of respect for people's time because no one's ever respected my time. So that's kind of my two cents on the whole thing. Um,
0: I think also to add to um, just efficiency in the field and on trips, uh, like you said, the more that you can organize all of your stuff, the faster everything is always. Mm -hmm. Like my, and I think having it consistent too. So all of us have our own camera packages. And none of us pack them the same, but I pack mine the same way every time. And so when I, when it's time to leave, like you said, you've got all your stuff in one place and then I know, okay, all this stuff needs to fit in here and I know exactly where it all goes. And so one, you do it so many times that it becomes subconscious and you don't have to think about it, which saves you a ton of time packing because you're not like trying to figure out how this goes in here and how yeah. I can fit things in differently every time. Uh, and also it minimizes the amount of things you leave places because if you know, okay, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. And you're looking around and you're like, where's the thing that's supposed to go here mm-hmm. and it's not there, you know that you need to go find it. Um, yeah. And I, I take that strategy all the way to like my big, uh, that big Sitka bag, all my clothes I even put in um, individual cubes, little individual cubes, so that, like, instead of just having this mass of clothing that I have to either sort or filter through when I need clothes or whatever, I know, okay, I just go open this cube up. I grab a shirt, open this cube up, grab a pair of socks, open this cube up, grab a pair of underwear. Here's all my, you know, I'll have heavy stuff in one, I'll have underlayer, like. Uh, thermals and another one. And so that way it's just super easy to go and find what it is that you need, grab it, and go. And then when it's time to pack back up, you know, okay, everything goes back into those, and
2: then it's easy.
1: Yeah. What you got in the notes there, player?
2: We've literally covered every single thing in my
1: notes. <laughs> <laughs> How about your notes what had to do with
0: editing?
2: Well, we haven't gotten to that part of my no, notes well, yet.
1: Then we're going to move to that part. So let's talk about getting an efficiency when you're in the office or in the editing suite. So for us, we've talked about it a couple of times, like it's really hard to transition from being in the field and shooting every day to sitting down and editing. Um, and it's really hard to jump back and forth between the two. Um, right now, we're kind of in a, a time where we're kind of trying to create some efficiencies. We've talked about that. We're trying to do some time management. We're trying to figure out what we have left to do, what we've got to do, some new projects that we're working on, some things that we want to finish um, that have been, you know, kind of lagging for a while. Um, but I just catch myself a lot of times I'll be doing something and then I'll jump to something else and I'll jump to something else and I've spent three hours on three different things and I never have completed any of them. And I, I ask myself all the time, all right, how can I be more efficient to doing this thing or this thing? Like when I, it comes to editing, I'm pretty dang efficient. I, when I'm talking about editing or when I'm talking about time management, I'm talking about having the tasks in front of me and getting those things done specifically. So let's talk about that first. What are some things I know what we've done recently is Ryer has created an Excel spreadsheet, um, for all of our projects to to try and keep us organized organization. Again, is key. Um, another thing I've done is I've tried not to pick my phone up to look at anything other than phone call or text message. Um, or an Instagram message, you know, that's obviously we put in our notes, time wasters. That's obviously a time waster. Um, but there's all, you know, there's always something that also we get a lot of inspiration and in things that we see from TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. So there's value in it as well. But um, I think the biggest thing is, is setting a, an end goal for yourself. Like, okay, I need to like, for me personally, like I have a couple proposals to do, Like I've set a hard goal for myself to have those things done by Friday. So hell or high water, I'm doing them on Friday, whether I do them here in the office, whether I take it home with me and do it, which I don't know if I can now that my laptop's fried. But so like I'm setting a deadline for myself. And I think that's important for time management is you have to set a deadline for yourself. Even if it's something that's not pressing, you need to say, okay, I know this isn't pressing, but I'm getting this done by Wednesday. And if you don't, why didn't you get it done? Well, I, you know, some so and so called, or I went and I did this, or I decided to go and do this, or so and so wanted to, you know, check this out, or whatever the case may be. Um Just kind of prioritize the things that you need to do and set a time limit for them. Because um, I'm always, anytime we get a client that calls us, it says they want something done, and I'm like, okay, you know, what's your time frame? And they're like, oh, you know, whenever you get to it. and It's like, no, like give me a give me a date because. We do much better with a deadline. I do much better with a deadline.
2: Um, Well, and also I think a lot of our clients think that whenever you get to it, if they call us on a Monday, it'll be, well, we'll get to it on Friday. Yeah. When in reality, like, no player, it could be two months.
1: Or next year. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I would rather you just tell me like, hey, you know, I'd really like to have this thing done by, you know, X date. And it's like, you know, I'll tell you if we can or we can't. Um, And most of the time, 99% of the time we can. Every now and again, we don't make meet deadlines. It's rare, but um, there's usually extenuating circumstances or circumstances we've created ourselves by overcomplicating things. We've been known to do that, but um, there's there's importance in setting that deadline for yourself, and just being being accountable and holding others around you accountable for the time that you're spending. Like how much time? Like I know I've talked to Ryer about it before. i talked to Clay about it. It's like you know how how long have we been working on this? You know, and I know we've talked about, you know, we've done some projects. I'm like, hey, you know, we can spend some time on this one or, hey, you know, this one's, you know, this one should be done in two days. You know, this one shouldn't take us any longer than this. You know, and it's and it's important for us to have that communication with one another because something that I think might take two days and I tell Ryer, hey, you know, this should be done in two days and Ryer sees it differently. He's like, no, I don't think I can get it done in two days or he's like, no, I, you know, this is a one day deal. I can get this done in a day. But for I have we, never,
2: ever heard Ryder say he could get anything done in a well, day. I was about to say, I, I don't was, remember saying that. <laughs> not a,
1: that was a poor example. But, it,
2: usually,
0: it usually goes the other way. Yeah. Usually I'm like, oh, I think, was like, how long do you think it'll take? Oh, I don't know. I mean,
2: maybe like four days. He's like, mm-hmm. good, I charge for 36 hours to get it done. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, uh, you got two days. You got two days.
1: Yeah, that's usually how it goes. But um, wasn't going to throw you under the bus, but you did it to yourself.
0: And then I take three generally. Yeah, nice.
1: two and a half, three Three solid, but you usually are here later than anybody else working on it later. We'll get to why that
0: is later. <laughs> that, that's a whole other. That's that when I get to my part of the time management. Well, so
1: if we want to talk, we about, talk that. about if we want to talk about editing specifically, um, I really don't know, man. I've just kind of kind of the same thing. I've created a process
2: that I follow to a T. I think it starts with how you dump it. Yeah, I mean. There's a point to where you can get so organized that you end up wasting your time clicking through folders mm-hmm. to find something when you don't need to be super. I mean, you do need to be organized, obviously, by camera, by car, day, this and that. But um, I know people that have gone in and, like, say they'll dump. We well, We were talking, someone on our way back from Colorado, they'll, they, like, they shoot a lot of fishing, they called us. And they literally go in at the end of the day and they will pull each clip that has something to do with the scene and break the footage that they shot down into a separate folder by scene.
1: Yeah, and I've seen some people do it, and some people's editing brain works that way. Like, first clips I ever got from Dudley that I didn't shoot, he had named every clip. Yeah. And I told him, please, God, don't ever do that again. (laughs) He's like, well, why? It tells you exactly what happens. i was like, well, I'm going to watch it, and I'll know what happens. You know, I was like, because when you name it, when you go in and name this clip, now it's out of order. Now everything's out of order. I want to see sequentially how things happen. Yeah,
2: when you go in and rename it, it does it alphabetically oh, versus man, by a clip name.
1: Freaking a! In. I was uh, yeah. first couple edits I did for him was some old footage that he had shot. It was a goat rope, man. It took me three times as long to go through and read his little description, watch, and be like, "Well, that was three days ago." You know, when it's at the top of the list, you know, it's right. it's just a really big pain.
2: But also, like if you dump it in a very organized way, when you go in and import all of that, all those folders stay the same. So if you dump, obviously, all your drone into one thing and then all your lapses and things like that, when you import those in, those are all in their own bin inside of Premiere. That way you can go in and easily find things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it starts with how you organize it and how you bring it in and then letting letting your preview files get done before you start editing. You know, right. bring your footage in and then open another tab that's like, let's do some planning and pre-planning and how's this going to lay out and start watching through your footage. Um, but we're going to talk about a lot of this in the editing class. So this is how we'll go through. And each one of our processes is different. Like my process is different than Ryers is different than Clay's. Like I don't use the thumbnail view of the clips. They do. Um, I just click through the, the list view. It's how I've always done it. I feel like it's faster. I feel like I can see more. And I kind of reference where I'm at in that list to see how much more footage I have to work with. Um, it's kind of a progress bar for myself. Um, that's how I use it. Um, I, ha- I do use the list view or the, the thumbnail view every now and then. But um, I, I would rather have a big canvas on a whole screen so I can see what I'm working with so I don't miss things versus working with a small preview and a small canvas and then a big preview because I'm working on the canvas and the preview monitor more than I'm working in my project monitor. So that's just, but that's preference. You know, we all do that differently and there's no right way or wrong way to do it. It's just whatever works best for you. So what's your next, your next note there player. God. Come on.
2: Um, I label clips by color, mm-hmm. especially if it like for, if it's for sure something I haven't shot, I'll label it by color, but, like, my editing process is I go through and watch every clip, and I in and out everything that's usable and throw it on, like, a selects timeline. And, like, I'm doing one for Brock right now is mule deer, and all my glassing shots of someone glassing are going to be green. That way, if I get in somewhere in a sequence that I'm editing and I need a glassing shot, I just go to my selects, and I, all I have to do is look at the green at the green clips. Or, like, when um, all the, everything of deer will be brown. And then anytime someone shoots. How choose that color? I don't know. Just came upon me one day. Anytime someone shoots, that clip is always orange. <laughs> the shot clip is always orange.
1: Yeah, see, this. Audio see, is, see, that's. Uh, I view it differently than that. I mean, I can see how that will work for you, but the way I color things, I color them by the, you know, this section is graphics or open. This section's interview. I, I color my interviews and my. You know, I guess yeah, like my in, B roll
2: in Spy, in Spy Point. All my Spy Point timelines, the interviews are yellow.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll color yeah. my interviews a color, the opens a color, um, you know, the graphics are bump in bump outs are a color, and then the the main content's always a color. You know, I usually don't, I definitely don't color individual type of clips. Um, like I might group them or move them around or make a subfolder of glassing or whatever. But yeah, I see, and I also don't do selects. I don't. I don't go and I. I watch everything. I'll eventually watch everything, but I edit as I go.
2: Yeah, I usually only do that for linear hunts, like mm-hmm. a spy point hunt or a Brock hunt or a Dudley hunt. Where, I mean, it happens. You're going to edit it how it happens, anyways. Now, something with Lee and Tiff, where a deer that you saw on October 14th isn't going to is going to be in the episode where you shoot the deer January 1st. It doesn't really work that way, obviously. But when something's linear. It kind of helps me like, okay well this is day one and they literally did nothing but glassing so I need other clips to fill in day one where all they did was sit on their button glass or vice versa so
1: yeah see i I guess I and the way I do it too is different because I do rough things um, or or select things but the way I do it is I do it by scene I build a scene I rough the scene or I do my selects I rough it I get it in the timeline I clean it up and then I move to the next one. I just build blocks as I go. um and my whole thing is, and Ryer does this differently, and Chance was always the one we've had chance on the podcast. He edited so much different than anybody I've ever met, and it would drive me insane. like when I send somebody a rough cut of something, it's like eighty five ninety percent It's missing color, and like you know, I've not went through sound perfectly, but you're gonna be able to hear what everybody says. The graphics that I have are gonna be in there. Um, everything's going to be framed. I'm going to be cut to beats, everything like that. Um, I guess it's 85, 90% there. Chance would sit like, we go look at rough cuts. Like, and he would have montages. You can't hear a thing. Anybody saying you can't, you know, it was like not even close. And that was his rough, but he just did it. That's how his brain worked. Like he would show us scenes for us to watch. And like, you couldn't hear anything anybody saying. I was like, well, I couldn't hear what he's saying. He's like, you haven't done sound yet. I'm like, like, I would eat at least rough sound in yeah. so people could hear it. But that's yeah. just, that's how he does yeah, it. Yeah,
2: when I send a rough, it's like, I've done everything that I can do except for things that involve, like, moving a clip left and right or deleting a clip. Like, I'm not going to go do color on this thing, and then you hate the entire scene, and you have to delete it and waste my time on color yeah. On color. Yeah, or, I don't do sound, color and sound until the very end. Yeah, but I will literally do everything until color and sound, send it off, and once I get the okay, then I color and sound yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So we've been waiting on your R. It's your turn. Your turn to see why uh, you suck at time management so much. Why? All of the yes. You've been really quiet ADHD. this podcast. You've been really quiet this podcast.
0: So. Perfectionism. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> and, and OCD. They're, they really go together well to make a giant cluster F of uh, of time <laughs> management. Um. So do you, what do you want me to talk about here? <laughs> your time, your, your why, lack like, of time management. Like what I do to what try is, to What are
1: some things that you've noticed about yourself that you've tried to improve? Oh, I'm
0: pretty hot. notice that every day in the mirror. All right,
1: that's that's episode 137. <laughs> that's,
0: that's really all you need to know about me.
1: Oh, God. No, so what are some things you've noticed in your process of what throws you off the most? What are things that you've done? Because I know you've talked to me about, like, Certain things, like you'll be in a groove of something and something will happen and it'll really throw you off. Like what are some things that you've tried to manage and mitigate in your processes?
0: Um, Are we just talking generally or editing specifically?
1: I don't know. Go for it, whatever.
0: So uh, this year I've really decided that I needed to figure out and kind of not systemize, because when I say systemize my life, I have start to sound like, Steve Jobs or one of those hype beast entrepreneur dudes who are just <laughs> always like, I always stick to my schedule and I just grind for all day and I'd only eat the same thing every day. And I wear the same yeah, thing every, just like
1: shoot myself. That's that's, 40, that's
2: not pro said you're too busy grooming the beard.
0: Hey man, you got to keep it
2: looking good. You know what I'm
1: saying? Hey, can anybody log on to the YouTube and see what it's doing? Cause I think it's completely falling off the map. Whoever's yeah. on Instagram. I'll look just for my sake.
0: But. Um, But at the same time, uh, I have started to try to put in some more routines and things to um, keep myself on track and um, a little bit more organized and a little bit more efficient. So, like, I know for myself, social media is a giant time waster. Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of time on social media and... Like, if you added it up at the end of the day, it'd be way more than I need to be on social media. Um And so the one thing that I've started doing is I don't look at social media until 10 a.m.-ish, 9 or 10 a.m. I say that this morning. I've looked at it before 10 a.m., so I'm <laughs> a terrible person. Liar. Um And, like, on the weekend, sometimes I'm not so good about that because it's like, well, what else I have to do? I'm just, just like, sitting around my house. You don't have kids. I know. know. (laughs) Yeah, I am aware. (laughs) This is by choice uh, and by design. Uh, So I purposefully don't get on social media in the morning because what that makes me do is I wake up. I'm not going to sit there on my phone. I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go make my coffee. I listen to, like, a news podcast. Um, I cook my breakfast, make my lunch, do all this stuff. And instead of that all taking, like, an hour and a half because I'm sitting scrolling social media randomly in between all of these steps, I'm just going and doing all these things. And then I get to the office. I've been trying to get here around 9 a.m. If you guys know anything about me, I'm usually – last year I was here at, like, 1130 every day. Um <laughs> So I've been trying to get here at like 9 a.m.
1: Good thing we don't have a. Good thing we don't have a beer at this time. Uh, <laughs> Ryder would have done so well in the year, years past.
0: I, I used I I when I worked jobs I did. I know like, I know. But if you had a show like if I have a show up time I'll show up that. Oh, time. Oh I know you. Kind of like
2: the deadline thing we talked about. You yeah. give us a deadline we'll get it done. You don't <laughs> give us a don't. deadline. <laughs> yeah. If you don't. Oh I'll, I know.
0: And I like wake up at 7:30. And I'm tired. I'm like. I don't really have to be in any time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but part of me trying to be more efficient is giving myself that deadline, being like, hey, I need to be here at 9 a.m. so that I can leave at 5 or 6 and not feel like I didn't do anything that day. Like, I felt yeah. like I put in the work that I needed to do. Um, and then, like, once I get here, I've been trying to start doing things work-wise immediately as soon as I get here. So, like, getting here and sitting on social media, even though maybe it's, like, the Redneck Tech social media, so it's like, you know, hey, that's work-related, right? But instead of doing that, sitting down and doing, like, okay, I was doing an editing, little editing course last week. Um, When I have been trying to figure out all this social media stuff, I get here and start working on um, those things. Now that we're doing edits, I get here and I'm – starting on the edit so that instead of, and if you guys have ADHD, we can talk more about this. I don't want to go into like a whole ton of detail about how my, how ADHD people brains work differently than people they, without they ADHD. Do, they work?
1: It, yeah. Yeah. I thought they were like caught in between gears and grinding gears all the time.
0: It's uh they work differently, but definitely not very efficiently. You got to learn how to kind of harness it. Um. So, like, if you've got ADHD and you struggle with that stuff, I'm happy to talk with you in more detail, but I'm not going to do it a whole ton here. But if I get my brain into a, a rhythm of productivity early in the day instead of, like, a rhythm of social media early in the day, I'm more apt to be more productive and work throughout the day because uh, my brain feels rewarded by the work instead of feeling rewarded by doing social media. So... That's why I set that limit to, um, stay off of social media until 10 AM because that allows me to do all these things and start working and get into that kind of rhythm of work before I, before I start social media. So I have found that, uh, as a result, I'm on social media less, even throughout the day, even between the hours that I allow myself to be on social media. Right. Um. So that's definitely helped me a lot. Obviously, at night, I kind of do the same thing. I try to um, get off social media at 10, um, like read and do a couple things, and then go to bed by 11.
1: Read? What is that?
0: It's for smart people. Okay. Uh,
1: so I'm not getting read an audio I ain't no reading happening.
2: <laughs> I read a book once.
0: <laughs> yeah, haven't once. you read like one book ever? I've
2: never read a book start to finish in my life. I, just, that's, I don't know if I
0: would tell people that, Clay. I mean you talk to me, you can't as tell. an as an employer, I'd be very <laughs> just want you guys to know this guy has like three college degrees I have zero who's reading at night <laughs> me who's not reading at night him, yeah, okay, so college degrees mean nothing by the way, well, that's obvious um but <laughs> like trying to do try basically trying to in my life set up set a yourself system up for success a system and a routine that. I have to stick to and one that helps my brain operate efficiently because as a person with ADHD, that's super important. Like, my brain just by default does not operate efficiently. So I have to trick it into doing I it.
1: Can, I can attest to this because there's been many times that you just walk through the office and there's something that Ryer's left there that he literally needed a second ago. He's like, hey, Ryer, didn't you need this thing? He's like, oh, yeah, sorry, my ADHD. You know, you just... Just want, like, he just wanders off. <laughs> I'll tell you what ki- I'll tell you what
2: kills me more than anything is this damn Garmin watch. Because there's no more like just turning your phone on silent and flipping it over and putting it like on the other side of your desk. Wait. Because you still get the notification here. So like there's time. Even
1: if you put it on do not disturb?
2: No.
0: That's no, what I was about to say. That's another part of my stir? system. Well,
2: I just turn the watch off and like put it over there. You
0: can put it on do not disturb. Yeah. Yeah. But- so that's another thing that has helped me a lot too is realizing that phones and social media are literally programmed to tap into your brain's like reward and pleasure centers in a way that like makes them irresistible. So like, if you're ever thinking like, why can't I put my phone down? Why do I always have to check every notification? Well, these multi-million dollars billion dollar companies have done all this kind of research to figure out exactly how to make it so that, you want to be on their service all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, one of the main things that that they use is those notifications and the dings and the colors and stuff like that.
1: Well, it's just like TikTok right now with the endless scroll. Yeah. You know, it's like, an end, you know, you feel like you if you don't keep scrolling, you're going to miss something. And then that's why right now Reels are doing really good on Instagram because they're trying to compete with TikTok. So they're essentially opening up, you know, guidelines to where they're pretty much allowing just about anything because they want people watching Reels staying, spending their time on Instagram and not on TikTok. Same thing.
0: Yeah, and so what I've done um, is actually set <clears> – <throat> you can set a like a geofence around a specific location, and with the new iOS update, you can have your phone um, go into a do-not-disturb mode, and you can customize what notifications you allow through and stuff like that. But uh, essentially, when I show up to the office – my phone doesn't like notify me of Instagram messages or text messages or anything like that. I mean, I'll get them on my computer and stuff like that. But um, just the fact that I don't have things dinging at me and notifications from three different social media accounts and text messages and whatever else, email notifications, all that stuff um, helps me stay more focused because instead of me editing and then I hear this Instagram DM notification. I'm like, oh man, I gotta check that. and Then you go and check it, and now you're scrolling for 15 minutes. And then, of course, you, you know, you do that little loop thing where you go Instagram to TikTok and then to Facebook or whatever it is, and you just like cycle through them. Yeah, it stops it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're trying to be productive, when you're trying to get things done, um, you don't have that hijacked by notifications. And I don't have to physically go do it when I get here at the office. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's big for anything. I think trying to have as many things in your life kind of operate autonomously so that you don't have to personally. Now, maybe you guys are different, but as, like you said, as a person who leaves stuff all over everywhere, the more things that I can have that kind of operate on their own that I don't have to remember to turn on and off or set to do this or remember to do this or check this or check that or changed whatever uh, it allows me to uh, have more brain space to focus on other stuff and uh, like I don't have to think that my I need to turn my phone into the do not disturb mode it just doesn't yeah and I don't even realize I didn't it.
1: even know it did that
0: yeah yeah um, and then the other thing that has helped me a little bit with editing too is um, I think it's called the pom- uh, Pomodoro method
2: And basically it's where you,
0: you set a timer for 25 minutes and like you need to do whatever that task is for 25 minutes. And then at the end of 25 minutes, you take like five minutes off, do whatever you want, get up, walk around, make coffee, and then sit back down, focus on only that one thing for another 25 minutes, five minutes. And then like after two or three of those little cycles, you do like a 15 minute break or whatever it is. Um, But like you said, like when you are trying to do three things in a day and you just are bouncing around all three of those things with everything else and then at the end of the day you're like, well, I got everything like 75% done but nothing fully done, it helps to take one thing and go, okay, I'm going to work on – and, you know, our situations are different. I mean you don't always have all the control over what it is that you're doing because people call and people need you to – You know, like we might need you to approve something or a client calls or a potential client calls or, you know, you've got a wife and kids and all that stuff. So you don't have as much control over being able to say, okay, I'm only doing this for 25 minutes. But the more you can do only one thing at a time, the more you can get into like this flow state and hopefully accomplish that thing. And then you move on to the next one.
1: But mentally it kills me too because I know Nicole's a couple times, I've talked to her about this and she'll say, you know, you get a lot done today? And then I'll think back and be like, yeah, I really didn't accomplish, like nothing got done. And then mentally that's hard for me because it's like, well, I worked all day on things, but I don't feel like I got anything done. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be some days and it feels like I accomplished the world. You know, I'll get five small tasks that are done that are off my plate. This invoice paid, this fix, this email, you know, that proposal and all those things are like done and delivered. It's like, your day's that much better. Um, like today, just like nothing has gotten like finalized and then I torched my computer. Not the <laughs> best day.
2: Bad day. <laughs> Something that I like with everything being like Google having its entire suite of apps that it has and Microsoft having its suite of apps and then you've got Trello and this and that and whatever. I am a big like physical to-do list guy. Yeah. Like Anytime you walk in my office, like I have a piece of paper with a to-do list, that way when something is done, I can physically cross it off and look at it and know that it's done.
1: I have both. I have a digital and a yeah. paper one usually. I'm the same way. Looked, there's nothing better than crossing something off uh-huh. the list. No, Still so just a little, little, yeah, yeah. And I want to say hey to Bo Riggs and Alex Byers they are watching.
2: Uh, 42 Pros said that he ordered a MacBook back in December and it's not supposed to be here until March with the M1 chip. Three months behind on M1 chips.
0: Oh, I remembered what I wanted to say. Uh, ADHD, Um, there you go. So, you know how you're saying some days you get a lot done, some days you don't get a lot done. Most days days I don't get anything. On the days you don't get a lot done, you feel like crap because you're like, oh, I didn't get a lot done. Um, I've seen a lot of places like that, obviously with anything – Like, we accept that you can't have your best performance every day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to the gym, you know you're not going to PR every – Don't go to the gym with him. He doesn't warm up. He just – one rep maxes every day.
2: That is not – that is so not true. That is not true. All right. I'm sorry. Your one rep max is my warm-up. All right. We're talking about time management.
1: Talking about time management. We just took a hard right turn off into – (laughs) Well, he
0: started
2: with some bull crap over
0: there. Um, but like if you go to the gym, you you accept to yourself not every day is gonna be the best workout, right? But for some reason with creativity and productivity, you'll have this day where you're like super creative, you're super productive, you get all the things done, you're super stoked with whatever it is you came up with, and you set that that's like your one that's like the best creative, productive day you can have and then you come in and have a day where maybe you don't get that but you get like 75% but because that was like the best day ever and you've got all these like people everywhere talking like you got to maximize your productivity and efficiency and creativity all the time you feel like you've got to be at that one rep max level all the yeah. time when it's unrealistic you you have an ebb and flow of productivity and creativity and you got to like be okay with some days you just it's not your one rep max day produ- productivity wise or creativity wise oh there's been many and some d- days you have it and some day and you just have to like in your brain be okay with it
1: there's been many days i've came in sat down and tried to do something and just immediately knew like it ain't happening today, today it's not that day. I'd have, I, I would literally be better, better off leaving this office and doing something else
0: um, hey, you're not that guy
1: yeah not 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 you're <laughs> not that guy bro like literally turn on the computer and like be like, oh God. Not today. Not today, computer. Um, and it's usually those office days. I don't know. I've had a couple of hunt days. I was just like, kinda over
0: this. I've had a I've had a couple of <laughs> it's it's always like everything. Just you just have a day. It's mm-hmm. just a day. You know, everybody knows like when you come home and somebody's like, Oh, how was your day? It was a day. It was one of it those days. It was a day. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, it's just you just don't you get home and you're like I'm really glad nothing happened today on this hunt because I did a very bad job. <laughs> I feel like I did a very bad job today because you think like oh, I missed this shot. You start looking at stuff you're like where is my focus? What are you doing? I did. What's that, going I did on? That mule deer you forgot hunt. to do this. You did. What is what is happening over I here? I did
2: that mule deer hunt with Brock last year in August in Utah, and I think day five of six. I didn't turn the camera on till like two thirty in the afternoon because we we like was like. I've been doing this for four days. I cannot find another way to do this. We've <laughs> been doing it for four days.
0: I know. I, well, well, we got there. We got there uh, like at I've the at there. the last. I've been there when we were both. So after Greg had killed, and I got in the truck with them to do the last. What was it? What did we do? Four or five days. Four more days. Like it would be eleven a.m. Al- we'd, we'd both look at each other like you film anything today? <laughs> and he'd be like, no, I'd be like, okay, good, me either. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure that like, I wasn't the only one who didn't think. Well, that you can nothing. only film
1: the back of somebody's head for oh, so God. long. Yeah, but mule deer hunts are rough, man. Yeah. It's spot and stock mule deer that you're not doing much stalking. spot and <laughs> part sucks.
0: It's, it's not really even like a, it's not really a spot and stock. It's more like a drive in glass drive and also drive and then also more drive and then maybe we stop for 10 minutes and then you drive more yeah. and then maybe you stop.
2: that's when like putting some type of gimbal rig on the hood of a truck would be awesome where you can just like remote control it from your phone or like a little little remote control to where you could actually get like th- people facing you type things
1: yeah, yes. I I have thought about buying one of those suction cup rigs that you can suction cup to the hood of the car and put polarizers on and get some cool driving stuff. I've, I've looked into this. They make those. a
2: UV filter that gets rid of the glare mm-hmm. going through glass. Like that's its sole purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: what else we got? Last note on on general productivity. And I'm going to say this word and I'm going to look straight at Clay when I say this word. <laughs> I know how much Clay loves these templates. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see that? Did you yeah. guys see the subtle disgust in his face? I did.
1: But they have a place. They yes, definitely they do. do. They so,
0: do. when Clay was talking earlier about how when he imports a project into Premiere Pro, everything goes in this certain place. Um, when you import stuff onto the finder, everything goes in a certain place. Um, <clears throat> when I when I'm going through and if it's, if it's something that you do regularly um, and you can templatize it, it will save you time and it will help you be more efficient and more organized. Yeah. Because, like, when I go to make a um, Premiere Pro project for whatever it is, I don't have to sit there for 10, 15 minutes creating my bin structure for organization, creating sequences, um, doing all these things. I go and I find the template that I've already got made for my uh, Finder organization for the project and obviously the Premiere Pro project itself. Uh, I copy it. I put it where it needs to go. I rename it. I open it. I bring my footage in. And now I'm ready to go. Like I, ar- I literally already have a timeline open in the project. I don't even have to go create a timeline. And so I probably saved myself 10 minutes, 10 minutes, Doing that, mm-hmm. um, and you can do that with all kinds of stuff. Well, and, ten, um,
1: and my thing is, ten minutes doesn't sound sound like a long time, but you do that over fifteen episodes or thirty editing projects a year. it's three hundred minutes. That's I mean that's that that stuff adds up.
0: And especially with tasks you do all the time, um, you can do it with editing photos. Like um, I'm not I I wouldn't say that I'm a proponent of fully using presets, uh, on my Lightroom pictures, but my Lightroom pictures, my pictures that go into Lightroom. Um, but I have like a base preset that I use that gets me a look that I'm, that I'm pretty, I know pretty consistently will get me close to where I want to be with all my pictures. And instead of having to go slide all those sliders for every single picture, I get pretty close, and maybe I just have to tweak a couple things.
2: I never really did that, and then I saw that you did it, and then I realized that I do lens corrections. Yeah, no, like, you do a lot of the and same And like things. 30% clarity and 5 or 6% saturation on almost every photo. And I was like, all right, screw it. So I created one, and now I never have to touch those ever again.
0: Yeah, and those few seconds that you might save right. per picture over a library of 500 pictures. Yeah, I mean, you never take up.
2: you never take three photos and import them in Lightroom. I mean, we always have three or 400 photos at a time <laughs> that we took, so. Yeah, I know.
1: I, so I gotta get better at not taking so many pictures when I take pictures.
2: The that would save me some time. The only way I found to do that is to take it off burst mode. Yeah. I, unless I need it. Because you sit like there... I hearing
1: that shutter pop, man. <laughs> I, get, 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 I put get, get, mine
2: on silent so you never hear it.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that would be but, bad for me.
2: Yeah. I need to... I want to
0: get a... I am I need a better laptop and I also want to get a mirrorless camera and it's like why? why? because I want to take more pictures in the field and the DSLR goes every time plus I had to plus I had to film on it and I was like if I ever have to do this again <laughs> I will regret <laughs> not getting a camera that's more suited to filming and taking pictures. Plus, I just I want to flex on people with that R5. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, so you want an R5? Or yeah. No, I'm not. getting you could get a, a Sony. <laughs> <laughs> you could get an. You could get an R3.
2: Not <laughs> getting a Sony. You could get an R3, which is the 1DX equivalent to the mirrorless. Has the built-in grip and everything.
0: Yeah, I know. I could also get the.
1: <laughs> the way you said that with such disdain is so funny. Or a
0: Hasselblad.
2: That. Mm.
1: Well, you're paying for that yourself, player.
0: <laughs> the Hasselblad?
2: <laughs> yeah. they only forty K. Yeah. Dude, a exactly.
0: used a used Hasselblad film camera is a thousand dollars on eBay.
1: Oh like film like like actual film.
0: Yeah. Huh. What did you think I was talking about?
1: I don't know. I just I wasn't listening.
0: Yeah. Uh Mort said, "Note to self: Don't take Rye or mule deer hunting. He gets bored. <laughs> <laughs> more, I,
1: more than you'll ever know, buddy.
0: I, th- I don't think. Uh, I think Mort and I talked about it. I, I think he likes mule deer hunting, but I think if he had a preference, he would do elk.
1: I think. Well, who wouldn't? That's what I, I don't might understand. be wrong. I might be misremembering that. Mort. That's so what I'm I am, all these I guys that are like, like freaking." Uh, Chris Trujillo, he like loves mule deer, but he's how, like, elk are like eh.
0: That's how
2: Kenny in Utah is. That, Just shoot is me, that, dude. That like Lee hunts with. I want
1: to kill a good mule deer. Don't get me wrong, but Brock,
2: I think give Brock me, likes it, mule deer better than elk.
1: Yeah, because Brock oh. likes to find a really big one and shoot it from a million miles away, <laughs> he and does. he can
2: most likely do it sitting there.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, which give I can't elk, look,
0: man. At a certain point in the season, you can't hate that crime. No. No,
1: like I there, you mean, September a, 1st, I hate that grind. I used to be here, somebody's doing a rifle hunt, and I like to turn my nose up to them, like, rifle hunt. Then I'm like, rifle hunt after three bow hunts, I'm okay with that.
2: <laughs> Spe- how far milder. is he? <laughs> 500.
1: Hold on, let me pull focus. <laughs> Go for it. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it
2: though. All the stories that you have from hunting, like from Dudley, how many of those would you not have if you hunt it with Dude, a rifle? We
1: would have killed everything, <laughs> literally everything. Like, we would never not have killed something on the not the first or second day. Yeah, that's what that's what right. that's what Dudley told me. He's like, one of these days when I do retire, just I'm the putting rival. the bow up. He's like, I'm just gonna go kill he's gonna have, he's gonna have Evan,
2: Evan help him build a rifle. He's just gonna
0: I think that's his retirement video. Oh dude, that is whenever wrong. Dudley is like, Look, I'm done with this. Yeah.
2: My shoulders can't take it.
0: I'm not making content for y'all anymore. Yeah. I'm living my own life. I'm not making a bow content. He, we just need to do, like, Dudley's Revenge. Yeah. And just oh, film and the talked, fall tour about of him just only, <laughs> just absolutely murking everything with a gun. We've
1: talked about it. When, in 14 hours of Antelope Blind, we talked about it. I'm like, so when you hang this up, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to go rifle hunting everything. He said, I'm <laughs> killing everything with a gun. He said, do you know how many animals I have not gotten to kill because I was using a bow? He said, so many. He said, never again. He said, I'm just in one of these days. When it, One of these days when I decide to hang it up, that's what I'm doing. you got to respect the guy. I think that's everything. Let's end the podcast. and want we'll to answer some questions. 42Pros go did
0: say I wanted to put this in here because okay. this is a technical note. Um, he said, be careful with the silent shutter. Silent shutter. <laughs> silent shutter when near poor lighting. Uh, might catch some banding due to the electronic shutter with C. a mirrorless camera. See.
2: Interesting. Yeah. For if you're on fluorescence. Oh. Like in an old basketball gym that's got fluorescence. Okay. Here's, sorry.
0: No. Go. No, that was that was all I had. Mort says, and Mort is uh, a guide in Utah that we, I think, how many times have we hunted with Mort?
1: I don't know. I've hunted with Mort three or four times. Yeah, I've, I've hunted I've, with I him think twice. I've had, twice. So we've all, we've been in yeah. Mort a bunch.
0: Uh, he says, hunt deer on my own every day. Every day. <laughs> guide elk hunt hands down over deer. People get bored deer hunting.
1: Well, duh. But that place in Utah that we hunt is pretty special, so it's kind of, I mean, well, I guess you can't get bored there. We're just so spoiled. We're just ruined with, you know, the places that we get to go, and it's just because of the camera. But, like, to do just a run-of-the-mill
2: mule hunt, pfft. Okay, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever go do a mule, hit, mule deer hunt on my own.
1: Oh, yeah. Clay, after all <laughs> hey, uh, Nebraska hey, for, fiasco? You, for you guys and need a good place to go in Nebraska, talk to Clay. He's got a good spot lined up. Yeah. They scouted it, knows where all the bucks are.
2: No, I know where they're all not. Five <laughs> days and we didn't well, see a single deer with antlers. By seeing no bucks implies you do know where all the bucks are. It's, it's where we didn't it's go, it's not there.
1: <laughs> he can tell you where not to go. Right. Did
0: you guys see a doe?
2: Oh, we saw does all over the place. All but right. I'll we're going to end the
1: podcast and we're going to stay around for a few uh questions. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>